understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And J-Mac and Sweet Victory are on tap to help us navigate the show. Today we're going to get in, I hope that we'll get in a lot of calls because we've had guests on all week. And I, I can't really remember taking any calls from our listeners this week at all. Mm. And so that means that, now I will admit this, there are some things that I would like to say in this first first segment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to try to get those things out and then whatever I don't get out, I'm just going to it that's it. You know, I'm just going to cut my losses and say okay, that's it because uh I think if you listen to us all week long without having any opportunity whatsoever to chime in, um you deserve it on a Friday. That's your that's your payment for listening all week long. There you go. Now you get to talk. Uh, so so we'll <laughs> we'll try to do that. Uh, but just by way of quick recap, which I, I'm not yes. really even sure that we'll need to to do it because there's so much to talk about just today <laughs> that I, I want to mention. I think it will be a good um, starting point for yeah. the conversation. I want to talk about the revival that's going on at Asbury, and mm-hmm. and I want to talk about what God might be doing and how might we um, respond to that. Or even how might we regard that? Mm. I'm I'm hearing some, you know, I'm I'm hearing various opinions, and that there are various opinions yeah. about what might be happening, and about whether or not this might be genuine. Um, and then even looking at some of the things that characterize this uh, revival, mm-hmm. and people questioning that. And it's interesting to me, and our listeners know this, so I really love church history. I wouldn't call myself a a church history scholar by any stretch of the imagination, but I am um, an avid reader of church history in all of the forms, not just church history books, but books that happen during periods in the church's history. Like I I love to read those things to see what God was doing and um, to learn about even some of, I think some of the pitfalls that we could avoid in the church because the enemy just recycles the things that he does. Like, you know, there's not, you know, and so anyway, I think I find that uh, consuming that information is uh, very constructive and can be instructive for us living in 21st century America, even consuming the history of the church. When I, when I say this, I'm talking about worldwide. Mm. I'm talking about God's church Mm. here. Okay. Mm. And so, I mean, periods of history, not just in the United States, right. People understand that um, the Lord working in the earth. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, and so, and even that can, can be instructive here. So I want to talk about that because we haven't mentioned it. We've been um, talking about it at home. Will the Great and I, um, between ourselves, Will the Great has been keeping me updated on what's going on at Asbury. We've had the opportunity to be there uh, on that campus for me at least once. I don't know if you've been there more than once. Um mm-hmm. But uh, it was with American Family Studios because we have some um, alumni from Asbury Mm -hmm. and we were actually recording a movie there, filming a movie Mm -hmm. uh, there on location. And so anyway, 
Uh, this is pretty exciting to me. And the reason it's pretty exciting is because the Lord does not need our permission or our direction for anything that he chooses to do. Right. So in other words, what I'm saying is he doesn't need, God doesn't need us to order mm-hmm. a revival. Okay. <laughs> right. right. Like yeah. I just want people to think about yeah. that. So like, so like for the people who are like, well, but it's not happening here. Mm-hmm. And I would think that it would look like this. And mm. this is what I would like. I, it's to me yeah. a little bit arrogant because I think and and this possibly. And I, so I want to be very careful. Yeah. I think some of people's current opinions on what's happening at Asbury may be the result of not being familiar with church history. Because when you read church historical accounts, Mm -hmm. you actually see that what is happening at Asbury is very similar to different revivals that Mm. have happened among professing Christians before, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, that is actually really like the definition. (laughs) I say really like uh, the definition (laughs) of a revival. Yeah. Um, that something that once had life but then died but then came back to life so mm. to revive right because right? so often we think of a revival as going to win the loss well if they are lost they need to be vibed mm-hmm. okay so like they need life right so they 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 are not going to be revived they are they need life but for those of us who have watered down okay our existence as professing Christians for those of us who have known the Lord and yet turned away and and allowed the things that surround us to um, cause us to act in such a way so as to diminish the knowledge of God in our living, in our activities, right? We need a revival. Mm. We need a return. We need a repentance, a coming back, a turning to and turning away from sin. Um, But I think so often, um, and I'm going to say this very carefully here, there there are people i think who um are really popular mm-hmm. because they lament the culture and the wickedness that's happening in it mm-hmm. and i think you know <laughs> to talk about what god is doing that is good mm. doesn't get a lot of clicks <laughs> right wow <clears throat> i'm yeah. sorry i'm i just want to i just want to say there are people mm-hmm. That now in the social media age, their entire platform is based on expose style communication. So and it, we really do them no service. It to. doesn't serve their purpose to mm. rejoice that God in his mercy and in his own prerogative may mm. be doing something among yeah. these college students that, you know, we have not ordered. We yeah. have not ordered. And I read today the headline. I didn't read the entire story. I read the headline of one story and I read the first few paragraphs of another story that there are at least two other college campuses that are experiencing this because the students are like pressing. They're like, well, what, what if we don't leave? What Mm. if we just press in and what if we pray? Like Mm. what, what happens if we pray? And so, and again, I I don't know exactly what God is doing, Mm -hmm. but what I do know, what I do know, is that you've got a group of people, and by the way, now you've got people coming in, um, driving for several hours to come and investigate and see what is going on, and in the hopes that what is happening there at Asbury will happen. I know that Regents um, has sent, 
I, mm. I'm calling it a delegate, but send a group, <laughs> you know, send people there. And, and that's that's amazing. You've got other campuses coming. You've got people coming as far away as Florida. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just amazing to see that people are desperate mm. for something other yes. than what they've been experiencing. Amen. I want to say this. It may be collectively popular and oh, I don't know, in some ways soothing to people to talk about the immense wickedness that is in our country. And it is here. I mm-hmm. mean, oh, it yeah. is here, you know, but let us not find that more comfortable to discuss. Mm. Let, let us also be comfortable at the possibility that the Lord is showing mercy Amen. and that there are, there's a group of people who are saying, man, I have been so far away from you. And that's, those are the reports, by the way, that you've got these students who are experiencing this revival in mm. their life Amen. where they have diminished God. They've made less of God and, and God has grabbed their attention again and they are turning to the Lord it is, I don't know, I think in some ways, um, but now let me say this again, when you look at church history, when you look at church history, revivals have always fallen under scrutiny. Mm-hmm. They've always come under scrutiny. So this is not new. It's not new. And in fact, the test of the revival is what happens on the other side of sort of the, the beginning, the, uh, the emotional uh, distinctives of the revival yeah. because by the way let me say this all of the revivals that I am familiar with that I have read about had some sort of emotional distinctive <laughs> there, in other words you wouldn't know that it was happening mm. there was something that characterized the revival there was an emotional response to God showing up right this is how this is how historians were able to market and when I say market I don't mean like market. (laughs) I mean, they were able to distinguish something happened at this point. Okay. And so what was that? It was an emotional response, but then, and here is how I think those who would scrutinize what is happening at Asbury. Here's what I think your litmus test needs to be. It needs to be. So what will be the resulting actions? Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. So this is how, and, and, and by the way, let me tell you something, 10 days, is not enough for us to really test it to see if it's genuine mm. because now it's at the beginning of it. Mm. It is at the beginning of people coming back to Christ. It is the beginning of people repenting and crying out to the Lord. And by the way, historians, some people are more comfortable reading about ancient revivals than they are to experience Come one. On. And that is unfortunate. Yeah. I, I don't have any, I, I don't understand yeah. why people would be more comfortable reading about revivals and even thinking, oh, if only. But then <laughs> something begins to happen like, I don't know. And then you're skeptical. <laughs> I you're don't from, know. From jump, you're, you're you, skeptical. You, know? you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so there, is a, there, is a, there is a place, a genuine place for us to be where we say, okay, wow, Lord, Oh, God, I hope that you are at work in this, Lord. You know, glorify yourself. There is room and there is space, not from a hostile place, Mm -hmm. to be watchful. Yes. And to want to see the marks of revival, the marks of revival, because the marks of revival Mm -hmm. carry with them every revival, right? Carries with it an action that matches the posture. 
And so what is that? That is a radical, excuse the use of the word radical, that is a radical obedience to what God says. So it is not just that one cries. It is not just that one sings or laments or mm-hmm. praises God, right? The, the, the mark of the efficacy of the revival, that the revival is truly effective, is that when the people leave the place, if you will, they go and do different. Mm. So, so the way we test revivals historically is that it changed the people who were involved mm-hmm. and those changed people changed the communities in which they lived Amen. and those changed communities changed cities. Those changed cities changed states. Those changed states changed countries mm. and change the world. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we mark revival. So if God is doing something at Asbury Methodist, I would be very careful to not be in the number of scoffers mm. and and being one that would be acting prematurely. Mm. Like how do we mark the genuineness of a revival? Right. Well, you have to see if on the other side of this, and this is going to take a little bit here, mm-hmm. right? On the other side of this, you have genuinely changed lives. You have people who now are no longer living according to their flesh. With mm-hmm. the, the Welsh revival of 1904, 1904. Um, and, and by the way, and I brought that in, and I'm looking at the time. I recognize that I'm not going to be able to go through my whole list here. But as I was thinking about the Asbury revival, and thinking about what God might be doing, I was reminded of um, a book. We actually interviewed this man a few years ago. Wallace Henley is his name. And he authored the book, uh, Call Down Lightning, What the Welsh Revival of 1904 Reveals About the End Times. And I was there's a chapter in the book on the revival cycle that revivals, as historians have noted, tend to go through a cycle beginning with a biblical cycle that we can see. Many of you probably already are going, oh, the book of Judges. Yes. Mm. Yes, there's a cycle. There is mm-hmm. a there is a pattern to how God moves. And usually the thing that precedes the move of God is a repentance. And usually the thing that precedes the repentance is the judgment. So man then cries out because it's like, oh, Lord, you've left us to ourselves Look at what that has gotten us, which, by the way, clearly look at what being left to ourselves has gotten us in America. (laughs) Right. I mean, okay. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back.
revival is officially in overflow mode. Look at this line behind me, about a half a mile long. Folks from all over the country waiting patiently to get into Hughes Auditorium here at Asbury University to experience this historic revival for themselves. God is here. God is here and he's working right now. Come get you some. You hear me? Well, that's exactly. I was like, I'm 29-year-old Joa Perez drove all the way from Florida to ask God a simple question. I came here and I'm like, Lord, if you want me to go back to preaching, if you want me to plant this church that I've had in my heart and for years to plant, I need someone to prophesy over me right now. Joe's prayer was answered when he ran into a well-known local preacher. He prays over me and he literally just declares what I've been praying for years over my life. And I thought that was insane. Yeah. Regent University. Jeff Gossman with Regent University drove 10 hours from Virginia Beach after hearing about what God is doing here. Well, everybody at Regent right now, including all the executive vice presidents, they're all crying out for revival. You know, they're having extra prayer services over there right now. They, they want the presence of the Lord on campus. And, um, and so we're just so thankful that they sent us here you know, to just get whatever we can to bring back. On Thursday, the persistent rains did not dampen spirits for those waiting to get inside. You know, uh, when I was saved, I got the Holy Spirit, but always looking for more and really hoping when I walk through the doors, it's poured out on me. 21-year-old student body president Allison Perfader was there when revival broke out. Um, because you just didn't want to leave. It's not that anyone was saying, oh, let's see how long we can last. Let's see how, you know, like we just didn't want to go. And I, I mean, I had, I came in, I had a lot of like anger issues. I like really struggled with my anger and I was able to talk with like God first. And it's just like that never would have happened like on my own time. It's been just a really hard couple of years. And not just for me, but like a lot of my friends. And I just felt like the Lord was releasing me of a lot of bitterness and anger that I'd had just about all kinds of stuff, even some of it towards God. And so I would say for me personally, the biggest word I can use has been a very, very healing experience yeah. for me. So how do you explain what's happening here at Asbury? I would just say there is a tangible presence of God's peace, joy, and a freedom to worship and adore the one true God. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm going to give the number. I think that um, there's probably people who want to have this conversation mm -hmm. with us. So let's just invite them into the conversation. The number is 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And by the way, if you um, had some thoughts and some comments about anything that we talked about this week, uh, dealing with in-laws, um, the ministry of ministering to those who are fostering, uh, fitness, Talked about that. I say we, <laughs> Will the Great, talked about that on Wednesday. And then uh, the occult, um, mm. the ex-psychic, um, saved Christian, uh, Jen Niza was on with us just yesterday. So yes. if you want to discuss any of those things and also what's going on at Asbury, you are certainly free to do that. Now, Will the Great, I know yes. during the break, you let me know, our brother Jerry had a comment that was a, is a question. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He said, um, I think a fair question to ask is are the results all that matter mm -hmm. uh, to do, or, or do the means and methods of any revival matter as well? Right or wrong, I think the means, method, theology is the only thing that some people have to evaluate this uh, on right now. 
I so appreciate Jerry um, because it is not my intent to imply that any means by any means necessary at all mm-hmm. at all. So if it sounded like for a second that I was saying all we need to do is just check and see the results and they can do whatever they want, no, that's and I I take for granted that people know me well enough to know that uh, we have the straight edge of scripture, Amen. so we cannot go beyond the parameters or the boundaries of scripture. Uh, in the attempt to achieve any result, right? Mm. So let me say this. They're not, at least as far as I know, drinking snake oil, <laughs> right? right. And, and so what I'm watching for, yes, I'm absolutely watching to, to see that what they are doing is in line with God's word. Mm-hmm. And so if, if they are doing what is in line with God's word, then what we do is we, we yes, we watch, Right. And we wait for the results. We wait to see, is this truly of God? There are some people I find who are just out of the gate because it doesn't comport with their doctrinal conviction. It must be wrong. Right. It must not be God. And that causes me great sorrow because, listen, there are things over which we agree that are fundamental, that no one has any wiggle room to just. Well, I don't see it that way. There's some things that are just. Um, no, you don't get, that's not a debatable matter, right? But then there are other things that you have different doctrinal convictions, um, that I think we can agree over and disagree over and debate and, and go back and forth and say, but you look in the scriptures and you see this, you look in the scriptures and you see this, and how do you reconcile these things? I think that those things exist. Um, I feel like, and my feelings don't matter, so I'm using that kind of, you know, not literally, but my thoughts on this are that you have people who have a certain conviction that the operating of the spiritual gifts have ceased Mm -hmm. today. Right. And so anything that is taking place where it seems that it's not just, Oh, and and I I (laughs) want to say this rightly because I just, I use the word just, and I feel like that, uh, diminishes well, the power and the authority of God's word. Yeah. So yeah. if if we were if we were to say mm-hmm. that there was a revival sparked and people were coming mm-hmm. because the Bible was being read nonstop, mm-hmm. nonstop, and okay, that would be a revival, right? Mm-hmm. A return to God's word. So so this is yes, we would we would want that as well. Yes. So, but because people are singing, <clears throat> excuse me, and praying mm-hmm. and, and calling out to the Lord because there are certain gifts that there are people who, <clears throat> pardon me, are fully invested in saying that they have ceased to operate because those things are happening. This cannot be of God. But see, and that's, and that's the issue too, because if the, if this revival was characterized by that's just a reading of the scripture, you would have people that would say, from another side, oh, well, they're not praying, they're not singing, they're not, you know, it's like we need to get rid of all of these sides. Like, mm-hmm. it's it just, what what is God doing, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. instead of, like, getting in our corner and saying, because <clears throat> this is happening, it's revival. Or because this is not happening, or, you know, 
this is not revival. Like, yeah, like how, who are we? To, you know, because you would have that on either side. And it's, yeah. I'm like, man, if God is doing something, let him do it. You know, yes, you want to watch. You want to pray. You want to, you know, uh, discern. Discern. Amen. But at the same time, don't be so quick to be so skeptical. Yeah. To, just because what you would do is not happening. It's not happening. And I think that's such a great point that you're making there because I, I think you're right to slice down the middle. There would be people who would say, all they're doing is reading the Bible. Right. <laughs> and, and and let me tell you, if I caught Wendy, you saying that, I would, I would same position. Right, like, exactly. Well, all they're doing is reading the Bible? All they're doing is reading the Bible? <laughs> right. And so anyway, I, I guess what, what I'm trying to communicate and what I'm trying to do in slicing down the middle is that we have been praying in this country for a revival. We have been praying for, for um, an awakening. For we want an awakening, you know, that people would repent, that they would turn from their sin and, and knowing full well that if that is going to begin, it's not going to begin with the wicked, right? right. Like, like <laughs> this coming back to the Lord, this return to who he is must happen among his people. Right. It's, it's going to happen among his people. And indeed the, the, the stress that we feel uh, in this country we feel because we love the Lord, but we can feel the judgment of God because we have so forgotten him. Yeah. We yeah. can feel that. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's get your take on this. Uh, 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where are we headed first? All right. Let's go to Bobby in Texas. Hi, Bobby. Well, Nikki, I love y'all. And the Lord invaded my life on uh, March the 12th, 2012. And when God invades you, you change. Mm -hmm. And you change according to his will. First mm -hmm. thing I did, I repented of my own unbelief. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I was standing in a funeral home proclaiming the name of Jesus. But that's what I did. And that night on my front porch, Jesus and I had a personal encounter. If you have a personal encounter with the living God, you are changed, and it changes not only you, it changes your speech, it changes mm -hmm. your attitude, it changes your mindset, mm -hmm. and it changes. I was so blessed to be able to take 10 months and just study God's Word. I read the mm -hmm. Bible four times. Mm -hmm. I made a promise to God I was going to read it from front to back. Well, I lied. I, I I got halfway through limitation, Lamentations and Numbers, and I'm like, God, I can't even pronounce these names. What does this mean? <laughs> My pastor sat me down and said, look, go to First John. So I read the book from basically backwards to forwards. And then sure. I read it from front to back three more times. <laughs> and God has given me understanding. Amen. And that's what he says, get understanding. So if we understand God, then we will understand how God is moving. Mm. These people are so self-deceived that they don't know God's word well enough to be able to uh, make a pronouncement of this is God and this isn't. That's mm. not for us. That's left to him. Oh, Brother Bobby, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And I also appreciate you sharing your testimony. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Will the Great and I were talking just, uh, I guess, a day or so ago. And among, you know, the things that we share, sharing our testimonies, we probably should do that more. Our yeah. um, having come to Christ and the encounter with being filled with his spirit and what mm -hmm. that means for us in this newness of life that we have. Um, look, 
it is undeniable that to come to Christ is to now have a changed life. Amen. I, this, okay, let's go back to the phone lines and keep my word. 888-589-8840. Will be great. Where we headed. All right, let's go to Lori in Arkansas. Hi, Lori. Hello. So Hi. glad to get on with you guys. This is my first time caller. Oh, not, not to AFR, but to you guys. But I did meet up with you in Little Rock when you had your last date night back in December of 2021. Oh, and yes. And my husband and I came, and we got our, got our taken with you guys. But just love you guys. You, Oh, Miki, if we could sit down. Yeah, you you speak my heart's cry all the time, all God the time. I feel like, yeah, that we t- definitely are um, very like-minded and, and very um, have a lot of the same issues that are dear to our hearts and mm. i do want to mention i guess touch touch on the uh, asbury sure revival and i was just going back through my church notes from um i guess it was september of 22 and we are we attend a church in short oklahoma we live in arkansas just right up, right at the line but lee creek um Assembly of God is where we've been going for about the last five months. And John Bennett is the preacher there at that church. Very, very fiery and on fire for the Lord uh, preacher. But his sermon that day was um, stop being dry bones. Mm-hmm. And Ezekiel 27, 1, 10, 1 through 10 was what he spoke on. And Acts seventeen twenty eight. And in my notes, I wrote revival, revival, revival. Mm-hmm. with exclamations after each one of those. And then fast forward to the 13th of November, and um, we actually, the church as a whole, actually it was the 27th of, of November, the church as a whole, someone had stood up and said that they felt like we were supposed to march around the church, just like Joshua did seven times. Um, and we went out and we did that, and it was in that marching around um, the church that Brother John had said, he heard the Lord say, it's time for revival. Mm. We started revival in January, on January the 10th of this year. And we went through until we went for 28 days. And now we weren't going around the clock like uh, the colleges are, but we did meet every night, every single night. And it, it, and it was the same experience where you're there and there's such a calm and a peace that you, you just don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. And you can't wait to get back the next night instead of, just thinking, oh, Sunday is coming, but, you know, that's good. We've got plenty to do between now and Sunday. And then it, it, it wasn't enough just to wait to Sunday. It was like you wanted to go every single night. So if you're hungry and thirsting for the Lord, and um, when you see this kind of thing going on in all these places that it's taking place right now, mm-hmm. it, it's undeniable. I mean, mm-hmm. you just can't. You, you just look at it and you go, that is God. And God won't be mocked and he won't be stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, Lori. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that. You know, it's this is and just to to our sister's point here, this is something that we have been praying for in this country for a long time. We've been Mm -hmm. asking the Lord to to stir our hearts and to awaken us. And again, I would say that when you look at what's happening at Asbury and you look at what's happening in these university students lives, there are. There are some revivals that have happened at the collegiate level in the history of this country that have been incredible for the nation as a whole. And I think, you know, if if we don't try to package this 
And if we don't try to systematize this, Mm -hmm. if we don't try to, you you understand what I'm saying, like commercialize it and all of the things that in our modern existence that we are tempted to do, if we continue on in an attitude and a posture of prayer, asking the Lord to warm cold hearts and to call his people back to holiness and living upright lives before him, I think it's amazing what we may see in this country. We'll take more of your calls on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay right there. The redeemed sons and daughters will drink of the living water from the Father and the Lamb on the throne. Cause his glory is the story and we'll all be shouting holy as we serve him in the Shemayim of gold. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Haza King with Shemayim of Gold. During the first great awakening um, in the New World, Fire in the New World, uh, there was the same type of discussion that we are having today that many people are having. Um, it's interesting because, you know, today we have the social media platforms and we have the 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 you know podcasts and all of those things yeah. where people are <laughs> able to have the same type of debates that they've always had, you mm-hmm. know, and I mean, it's it's the question from the New Testament. Is this of God? If it is, then if you try to stop it, you're fighting against God. If it's not, it's going to fizzle out. So yeah. that's that's the question. It's just right? faster and it's, you know, you can access it easier. Like it's right. everywhere. Like, you know, these Which discussions in some ways <laughs> can be a little bit <clears throat> overwhelming. Uh, but I this is interesting. Again, this is from and I, I wanted to go through the the. Um, the stages of revival, but I'm, I'm not going to do that because I want to go back to the phone lines. But I thought it was really interesting that there was a, a uh, during the first great awakening, there was a question about all, all of the emotionalism that surrounded the awakening. Mm. And Jonathan Edwards uh, kind of came to support and t- I guess to kind of affirm that, man, it's undeniable that God is moving. Yes, there's a lot of emotionalism involved, but at the same time, men are returning to their families. Like there's there's something that is happening with that emotionalism. And he actually came under attack, Jonathan Edwards did, because he was seen as departing from the strict sort of intellectual approach to the gospel that was characterized in Calvinism. Mm-hmm. And so he was he was like, you know, seen as those what? You think emotionalism is okay. <laughs> and I'm probably oversimplifying that. And I understand that there mm-hmm. will be people who are gonna call me because I said the I said I because I said the C word. And so there are people who are like, what do you mean by that? It's amazing to me that that happens, you know, and it's like there won't be people who call if I say the other C word, Christ. But if I say (laughs) Calvin, wait, what? (laughs) And so you got to check your heart on that. You you understand what I'm saying? The name that I wear is Christ. And that's the thing, you know, even talking about this, you know, I'm reading a book that's highlighting the lives of uh, John Wesley and Charles Wesley. And a lot of things well, happened. There was some beef there. Oh, yeah. Go that, ahead. That, I'm yeah. sorry. But a lot of things happened, you know, that John Wesley was like, man, this is God. God is doing And, and this it's the same vein, you know, like with emotionalism and stuff like that. And, and it was seen as that, you know. But then you had like George Whitfield who, you know, was like, I, I don't know about all that. And even yeah. his brother Charles had some, you know, hesitation about some of the things that were happening. But John Wesley was like, no, man, this is God. And he had they have a whole chapter about the supernatural things that, that were happening. And, you know, and in an in, uh, interesting way, you know, uh, this Asbury, that's Methodist, you know, yeah. <laughs> university. Yeah. You Very know, and, and I know they've gone uh, 
kind of far away from with John Wesley as I'm reading this book. But yeah, Methodism. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot speaking, different. Yes. But at the same time, these things have been in the church's history for a long time. And these, like you said, these debates, these questions, mm-hmm. you know. But man, when God is doing something, man, and, it's, and you see what he's doing, it's like we, we, got, we can't be too quick to like be so like, ah, like nitpicky about it. Yeah. Because we don't know exactly what's going on. Like we don't It's amazing we don't to know. me. And, and maybe, again, maybe I'm a simpleton. Um, I will admit I haven't read the Institutes, so I don't know all of the ins and outs. But it's amazing to me that the Apostle Paul, in his observation of what was going on in the Corinthian church, mm-hmm. recognizing that the Lord has indeed given gifts and that they're gifts of the Spirit of God, um, rather than completely shutting down those gifts and saying, hey, stop all of that, he gave parameters and exactly. order for how the gifts to operate, which suggests to me that no person, no follower of Christ is ever outside of his or her own control. Mm. So you you are never like, oh, I just couldn't because I had to. Mm-hmm. Well, then that would mean that God's word is not true mm. because God's word calls for parameters and calls for order and means which means that you can obey you Amen. can you can do what God's word says. So because I, I know of people who are just like, well, I just couldn't help myself. I mean, I just the spirit took over <laughs> that's not biblical. and I just and that's that is not biblical. <laughs> Guys, listen, I know it makes people uncomfortable to read the word and just look at what the scriptures say, because we're more comfortable just aligning with our camp. Mm. We want to just I'm going to tell you right now. Look, guys, I don't fit neatly in any camp. There are people who will ask, are you this? Are you? And I'm like, ah, I just, (laughs) listen, what I, what I would love to be able to do is to say, Hey, what does the Bible say on faithful living for the Christian? Mm -hmm. Does the Bible teach us how to live? Does the, do we have everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness? Because, because if we don't, if we don't, then how much of the Bible can we actually trust? Mm. My here here is my position, all of it, amen. All of it. Yes. So that means that we can trust that if God through the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. by the the Spirit through the Apostle Paul as he pinned the parameters and the guidelines for how the church is to function for the structure and the oversight of the church. If if that came from God, then can we also trust that God has an order for how the gifts are to operate mm-hmm. and that that is subject to the person through whom the gifts are operating? Now, look, I understand I've hit a hornet's nest. <laughs> and so with that, I'm going to go back to the phone lines because some of the bees, <laughs> the hornets, maybe on the phone, they're like, Arrgh. All right, guys, I love you. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, Stuart in Illinois. Hi, Stuart. Hello, how you doing? How you guys doing? Good. Doing great. How are doing you? Great. I'm doing great. I just wanna. I'm not sure if this is a revival. I'm really hoping it is, but I'm gonna give you my take on it. Last Tuesday, I started work in Illinois, and I heard E. W. Bishop talk, E. W. Jackson talking about the Ashbury revival, and it just sparked up something in my soul, in my spirit, and. And I couldn't just stop thinking about it. And I have to go from Illinois to Alabama every day. And so I started driving and it and just kept on niggling and niggling at me. And I thought, I've got to do something about this. And then, so I called my wife 
I was uh, three hours into the drive-by there, and I called my wife. I said, look, we've got to go down to this uh, Ashbury University. I said, something's telling me to come down there. So she says, well, I don't know. My wife's very conservative. She she looks after the finances and stuff, and she can <laughs> have another day off. <laughs> so she probably thought, no, we ain't going nowhere. But I'll give you a little bit of background. Me and my wife have been struggling a little bit with um, getting into the world, and, and we've not been on the same page lately. And it was just, um, we wasn't fitting, if you understand. It wasn't like a Lego. It was We mm. wasn't fitting. Wow. But anyway, three hours into the drive, I conv- I called her and I said, look, we're going to go. So I had to finish my route, which was a 12-hour route. So I finished my 12-hour route on Tuesday, and I got back about 11, 12 o'clock on Tuesday night, and then I went drove back home to Illinois, and then I I got changed, and we got back in the car again, and I drove down to Asbury. Wow. So we drove down four and a half hours, and... um. And I can't explain the feelings that was in that place. It was, we didn't go to the used uh, auditorium because that was full up. And so we got to um, another little chapel, which is across the road. And we was young, we walked in there and there was no one in there other than me and my wife. And there was a little band playing and they was playing Christian music and it was like very uplifting. And then all of a sudden, like, it was two hours gone by, and the whole place is completely packed. Mm. It was packed, and it just flew by where we just got into the spirit, and, and me and my wife have come home since, and we've non-stop gone into the Word, and we're, we're really getting on really good, like talking mm. to each other Praise better God. than what we was. Mm. And it was, it was just like it was a revival in our lives, you know? Mm. Like, wow. I know this, people are saying this is going to be a revival. I'm really hoping it is. And I mm-hmm. think everyone should have their experience because that place just felt like a blanket. It felt like you walked in there and it <laughs> felt like a blanket that was putting around your shoulders and it put it put around me and my wife's shoulders. And wow. we just felt so comforted by the Holy Ghost and it was just so fitting. It was people walking up to the altar getting saved and, and just asking for repentance. And it was just an amazing situation. That's what wow. I wanted to tell you guys. Thank Man, you. Man, Stuart, I'm I am I'm so glad wow. that you called to share that. You know, I I it's it's amazing to me um because he, here's the thing, so you've you've experienced that and the feelings were then followed by actions. Like there was a change right. that happened when you got which home. <laughs> you know. I feel like that characterizes wow. um a true and a genuine revival. Amen. And look, and let me say something. If there were people who were on the fence today, and you were like, I don't know if we can really believe that what is happening is genuine. When you have Stuart, who has that accent, tell you that it's genuine. <laughs> okay? you That accent oh, right man. there, that you know it's a fact. <laughs> because anybody with that accent only speaks facts. <laughs> right. Okay? So there you go. Head on down to Asbury, because it's a fact. Stuart has said it. <laughs> anyway, oh. it's a joke. Let's go back to the phone lines. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Hi, Lynn. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Hi. Mm-hmm. Go Hi, right can ahead, you hear Lynn. me? Yes, yes we yes. can hear you just, just fine. 
Oh, okay. I was. I just wanted to call in. Well, first of all, do know that the university is Wesleyan, which is a different Wesley. branch of Methodism. Okay. If you look into that, that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And Very then um, we, my husband and I, we just wanted you to know that we, we had a daughter who attended Asbury University. And um, throughout her time there, we felt she received a wonderful Christian-based um, education. And, uh, you know, when she would call and she would talk about the things her professors did and said, mm-hmm. it is truly a ground that would be fertile for something like this. I mean, we weren't surprised at all when we heard it because of how we know Asbury has, has stayed true and um, just, you know, truly Christian foundational principles mm-hmm. and, and the atmosphere there and the, and the professors that they have um, and, and our daughter has gone out, and she has worked um, in the inner city with children, and we mm-hmm. have seen the training that she received there and, and the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she continues. She she college to another one that, you know, we were like, and she continually walked in like, where is God calling me? So um, we're not at all surprised. We, we believe it is genuine <laughs> because Asbury has four years, you know, um, you know, prepared the ground for this. Mm. And they're, they're, you know, and when you're a parent there, you can, you know, we listen to the chapel services. I mean, it, it is, it, it doesn't surprise us at all because we, you know, we know what our daughter received there and, and others too, and that it has, you know, they have, they just are very, like you said, they're in the word They're They, they pray there, you know, it is a, a real, you know, atmosphere for the spirit to Praise move. God. And it, and this is a great movement of it, but that university has been following, you know, Jesus Christ and, and promoting him. Um, you know, their, their people go everywhere. So. Yeah. Amen. Lynn, thank you so much for that. Thank I really you, do Lynn. appreciate it. And I, I just want to say, we've got a few colleagues here who mm-hmm. are graduates of, of Asbury. And yeah. look, you know, 100% genuine followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. true to his word, strongly convicted, discerning. And so, again, I just want to echo what our sister Lynn is saying here. I, you know, I don't know how they are doing all that they're doing at Asbury, but I will say that the caliber of students, and you just heard from Lynn, it's true with her daughter, but the caliber of students that at least the ones I know that they have produced uh, are staying the course. So glory to God. Let's try to squeeze in a couple more calls. Will the Great, where do we go next? James in Ohio. Hi, James. Hello. How are you? Doing good. Good. I'm going to first of all say you two, I've never met you, but you two are an inspiration that I look forward to hearing when I get a chance to hear you guys. God bless you. Um, But I want to say here in Ohio for the last three years, the Lord has put it on my heart to get the black and the white churches to work together because I'm a white guy, but I go to a black church. Hmm. So what? So anyway, (laughs) March the 3rd, we are having a service, and the Lord, I'm telling you, I I keep thinking of 2 Chronicles 7.14, where he says he's going to heal their land. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think people are sick and tired of sin. Mm -hmm. It's had its season. And now, if if the people come that say they're coming, the black and the white movement is going to start, because I said, why can't it start here? Mm-hmm. because it is time. Fifty years ago, Martin Luther King had a dream that his children would be content by, judged by the content of their character and not their color. Mm-hmm. It's 50 years later. It is time for us to come together as one 
God's in charge. There's no balloon going over top of us that's going to do anything. <laughs> God says, I am still in charge. Amen. So he is in charge, and I believe he is about to pour his spirit on the land. But Amen. I want you to know I pray for you guys daily, and you guys are such an inspiration. I hope you have a good weekend. Oh, God bless, God bless you. you, James. I, I really do appreciate it. I think that's a great place for us to, to leave the program today, that God is in charge, that he's sovereign over our nation. And he's sovereign over everything that occurs. And there was something else that our brother just said here. Man, I think people are tired of sin. Listen, let me tell you something. There is there is an observation that can be made that man in America has been able to make for himself whatever life he can imagine. And he is still unfulfilled. And I think coming to the end of that, you know, the 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 rise of the self coming to the end of that and still being unfulfilled chases man back to Christ Mm, or chases mm. man to Christ. And I think Mm. we're seeing that. Mm. I hope that we're seeing that Mm. until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.